It's trash day, I'm putting you out, it's trash day. Putting you out, it's trash day. Putting you out of my mind. It's trash day, I'm putting you out, it's trash day. I'm putting you out, trash day, I'm putting you out of my mind. Now I'm gonna clean up, now I'm gonna clean up, now I'm gonna clean up the house. Taking all your garbage, taking all your garbage, taking all your garbage. <coughs> it starts with some beer, so you shouldn't have fear. Two garbage guys with facts, but they both still have tact. It's that time at last for the best damn podcast. It's Can Crusher Day. Welcome to Can Crushers. I am your host, Mark Martinez. I'll be joined here in a brief minute with Soup, IRS, Nathan, whatever you want to call him, as we're going to break down the second annual Pittsburgh Wrestling Classic held in Elizabeth, Pennsylvania, Court Time Sports. From IWC, you've heard a few of the guys come on in the recent weeks to talk about it. We talked with Jack Pollock just this past Wednesday about his huge title match that took place last night. But before we get to talking wrestling, guys, I want to step back, open the doors up, and say, hey, thank you all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for just being part of Can Crusher Nation. Thank you for sending in questions and emails saying that I'm an idiot and Paul's funny or the English professor's stick is awesome. It's great when you have more people on. Just things like that. Guys, we are legit just a little podcast talking wrestling we are a group of guys that love doing this uh i always open the doors up and say hey you know when you order from collar and elbow and you put in the promo code can crushers capital c and can capital c and crushers we get some money kickback and we do and it really does just pay for the podcast this is just us expressing the way that we want to talk about wrestling. It's a way to keep us all in the business. And we love having all the fans come on and say stuff via emails and stuff. But I'd like to open the doors up to you guys as well. If you'd like to come on the show and talk a little bit. You know, I can give everybody some time. We just passed some numbers out, you know, via Facebook that, you know, I won't give to anybody else. I mean, come on. I have Al Snow's number. I could have broadcasted it right right now. I have um, some other numbers that are going to be coming on the show here in the near future. We can get this worked out that you guys can come on and have a little bit of a piece and say about something as well. I want Can't Crush Your Nation not just to be two guys sitting by a table. I want to open this up to everyone. Everyone has a voice. Everyone can get to say something, and that's what I want. I want to share this experience with you because, one, for me, it's fun. I love talking wrestling. I don't care if it's with the guy on the corner, if it's with the English professor, if it's with Soup, it's with Chad. Come on. That's what I like to do. I can talk wrestling with Jenny Plummer. I can talk wrestling with Al Snow, Chad Miller. It's just fun. It opens up and it's all a big way of saying this is our niche. 
Guys, there's times that I I would love to do something huge. I would love to do video, but I love the voice aspect of it. So are we going to go video? I'm not sure. I'm just telling you where we are. We are a little podcast opening doors up to anyone that wants to talk wrestling. We're not going to sit behind a desk. We're not going to... Well, I am sitting behind my old kitchen table that we've converted into now my podcast table. I just want you guys to know that if you want to be heard, I'm opening the doors up. Come join Can Crushers. Be on Can Crushers. Let's talk wrestling. That's what makes it fun. We can get this. I have the technology to call you and make this happen so you can come on and do a spot. I would love it. That would it would just make it more better. Correct that English professor. It would just make it fun. So guys, that is what I want to do. Reach out. Let's open this up. Let's make this fun that it's just not two guys sitting behind talking to wrestlers. Oh, I'll do that on my spotlights. Don't get me wrong. The spotlight is something, you know, Al Snow, Jay Bradley, Chad Miller, and I have all kind of created. And to keep running with that with OVW, throw it in uh, Asylum's face. Throw it in IWC's face. Let's talk to some legends. Let's do this. Uh, let's do that. So I love the spotlight. Uh, there's times that you'll hear the English professor come on, or maybe Soup will come on, or Chad will get to do some that we've talked to in North Carolina. Whomever. Paul was on when we talked about beer. Imagine that. But I'm just saying, this section on Sundays, I want to open up to you guys and come on and let's talk. This is to anybody out there. Jason Dixon, Kayla Thompson, um, Bradley Ruthers. And, I mean, come on, that's the IWC group. How about uh, Kayla Yorns, Zane Yorns, Cyril Yorns? I mean, the list can go on and on. I can continue to name some wrestler, uh, wrestling fans and imagine more in OVW. Come on. Let's just open this up and make Can't Crush Your Nation a fun podcast. I don't compete with anybody. I don't need to sit behind a counter and say, hey, I sponsored this or I work for here. No, I'm a garbage man that loves to talk wrestling, guys. Let's make this fun. Let's not compete. Let's keep wrestling how it's supposed to be freaking entertaining. And that's what my podcast is about. All right, guys, I'm going to take a quick break. And then we're going to wrap back around. And we are going to have the IWC recap. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. This is the fashionista of professional wrestling, Calvin Couture. And I'm glad you're listening to me, but I don't really know why you're listening to this podcast. But 
whatever. They paid me a lot to say this. So <laughs> enjoy Can Crushers, I guess. And welcome back to Can Crushers. Joining me right now is IRS Soup, my cousin, a big friend of the family. You are family, just like Mambo Italiano. How are How you, Nate? I'm doing great, Mark. How are you doing today? Good. I just said off air that you look great today, too. Uh, yeah. I just, well, the dog woke me up a little while ago, and I just threw on Madden because I knew we were going to be recording today. So, you know, I'm calling. You know, I'm I'm not in studio, so the cameras won't catch me today. Right. I don't know if you went to the carriage in or anything after, because we kind of separated right after wrestling last night. But, uh... You look like you went to the carriage in. Well, I do have to drive by it to get home, so I'll let uh, everybody guess. I heard a lot of fuzzy business. Uh, I was talking to a few guys already that were there. Um, Bradley Ruthers got made fun of, and he is taking it to heart. Aw. He's an IWC loyalist. Yeah, he looks goofy. Yeah, he acts goofy, but he's a good guy. So uh, hopefully it all gets fixed. I didn't hear anything, so I don't know what all's going on, but hopefully uh, it gets taken care of. I did not stop. At one point I was going to, and, you know, some stuff came up that I just, I had to get home to take my three-hour nap before we started recording the show. So I did not stop. Uh, I did get, I did get the good graces from Mrs. Can Crusher that uh, January... She says I have to stop. So, I don't know if I'm going to be sleeping in my car that night or if I'm going to be staying at Dan Hooven's or wherever. But she's like, you got to go to one of these. And I'm like, all right. It's going to be after my favorite event, the reset button. Yeah, I'm excited for that event here next month. So, I'm down to go. You know, who knows what kind of hijinks we'll see. Who knows if Sandman will show up and pour a beer in my mouth again. So, yeah, I might be in the mood for the carriage in, that's for sure. It, it might just be Jack Pollock, the way he was drinking last night as well. Hey, I want to give a shout-out to Plummer, though. What a softball arm that was. Yeah, he looks good. He's a pitcher from way back. Oh, hell yeah. All right, I guess we should get into the second annual Pittsburgh Classic. And, again, it lived up to its name. IWC doesn't take any months off. No, every month is a great show, great crowd. Um, you know, definitely got to give it to those guys in the ring. They put on a great show. So the pre-show started and just found out this morning it didn't actually end up on Facebook because some issues happened. So thank God we were there on time and we didn't have the English professor with us dragging us down. Oh, yeah, because we would have missed a great high-stakes title match. Um, Once again, you know, Awesome job by IWC, though. They put it on the main show, the, the free-for-all match. Uh, so, you know, if you, in the crowd, we still got it. So, you know, it was still good. And uh, your boy came out, and he was ready to defend his title. He was. Dan Hooven comes out, and it's just supposed to be Dan Hooven against Mambo Italiano. But right before Hooven announces what the special stipulation is, Black Diamond Ace Perry just shows up. And the person in front of us said he looked like a young Scotty Polo slash Raven. And I believe it is. He did with his hair. Yeah, the hair looked good. It kind of reminded me of, like, Montley Crew or something like that. Like, you know, an 80 hair band. Um, 
the way it looked, you know, Mambo came out with his Italian flag, Hooven brought out a, a U.S. flag. We thought it was going to be a flag match. But then out of nowhere, here came the Black Diamond, and uh, he has a good look to him. Um, was able to pitch to Hooven to make it a three-way, and Hooven, being a fighting champion, said, yeah, I'll do it, and he ends up getting the submission win and keeping that title. Yeah, Hooven, the MMA star that he is, using submissions the last two weeks, and you, you touched on the flag match, and I, I want to see a flag match. I really do. I bring, you know, Mambo kind of got boned over on this, so I'm going to defend him, even though Hooven is my boy. I'm going to defend him. He kind of got boned over, so maybe the reset button will help him out next month, but I don't know, Plumber. If there's somebody that you always ask me, would you like to see somebody brought in? Yeah, let's bring in Corporal Kirshner to have a flag match. Mambo against Corporal Kirshner. I'm with you on that. That would be entertaining. And uh, Mambo, he's a cool guy. But, yeah, you said, you know, I think he does deserve some kind of rematch because, you know, it's supposed to be one-on-one, him and Hooven. Who knows if Hooven was in on it with the Black Diamond to do this whole three-way because then he beats the Black Diamond, and Mambo's out of the, the pinfall submission. So, I don't know. You know, that caused some controversy, if you ask me. Yeah, um, I'll defend my boy. He definitely wasn't in on it. Hooven's just that great of a champ that, you know, anytime, place, anyone. All right. You are right, yeah. He's, he's uh, brawling. He's making this high-stakes title. He wants to bring prestige to it. So he is doing a great job. I'll give him that. Yeah, because the schlug that he had that had this title beforehand, and I'll probably take that comment back in a bit, but the schlug that had this title beforehand, uh, the stipulations were just all over the place. Well, we saw a lot of firsts, that's for sure. I remember the Canadian uh, rules match, the eccentric match. It was it was interesting rain. So we're up to the main card, and what a way to start off the main card with the Battle Royal. You know, this Battle Royal is what got Johnny Patch noticed last year. And we get some new people in this match. Uh, We have Thick, we have a couple other ones, but of course we have a favorite right now. And go ahead, because I, I see the look on your face. You can't wait. I love Test Tube Baby. That was my favorite. Love Test Tube Baby. I remember uh, there was a model. He had his perfume. He was a new guy. Um, Yeah, who were some other ones? I wrote down Thick because it was big and Test Tube Baby. Those were my two favorites. Yeah, those were the two that stuck out for sure. But then we had, you know, regulars, Man Dime, Jamie Jameson, Calvin, Jason Tyler. Calvin. 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 Calvin was in Looking it. Looking great. Looking great. He looked good. Um, uh, steak and eggs, Xander and Bulk. Vegas. Uh, yeah, Vegas. Mambo, Hooven came back out. Yeah, so it was a who's who battle royal. One thing we did notice, no R.C. Dupree. Yeah, and that, that was like, wow. Yeah, we were surprised he wasn't thrown in there because he wasn't scheduled for a match going into the event. So we thought he was just going to be thrown in the Battle Royal. That was just something odd that we noticed. Um, one thing as we go through this Battle Royal, somebody didn't get in, but somebody also didn't get tossed out. So is the Battle Royal legit still going on? 
Uh, the bell rang, so I'm going to say no. But, yeah, there was a lot of controversy, a uh, couple of the spots. Um, Vegas wanted um, Lebanon Don, Joey Moses. He, we, we thought he was going to wait till the end, wait till the last person, and maybe try to pay him off. But Vegas, you know, he wanted a piece of the Lebanon Don after last month. So, yeah, Lebanon Don never got in. Vegas kind of eliminated himself, but uh, in the end, the bell rang, and we do have a winner. And we had two winners for a moment. For a moment, yes. Because Xander thought him and Bulk Nasty were going to share the trophy. He even got oh. costumes. Yes, he did. He brought out the old, he had a steak costume, and he went to give uh, Bulk the eggs. But in the end, Bulk destroys the trophy, throws Xander out, and Bulk Nasty is the winner of the second annual Pittsburgh Pro Wrestling Battle Royal. And Bulk got his face bloodied up by an IWC original. Yeah, yeah, he had a good gash over his eye. I didn't catch who got him, who did get him. I thought it was Chest that hit him in the corner, like just a, a stiff, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, we haven't seen Chest you know, in a while. He had a he had a good long high stakes title run for a while. Maybe he's trying to get known and you know get back into the hunt for a title or something. But yeah, wow, that yeah, what a good look to win the battle royal with that gash over your eye. It made Bulk look good. And then the sign from Andrew across uh, ended up on our side, and there was just blood dripping all over the sign that Andrew carried around. It was, I thought about bringing it home and put it in the studio, but, uh, I, no, maybe not. The wife probably would not have let me hang a bloody sign up somewhere. It Maybe put it in a case so that the blood wasn't just out, you know, put it in like a Oh, to a preserve the that. blood, to preserve the blood. Yeah, yeah, it would be cool because, you know, if Bulk goes somewhere, if this starts a big launch like it did for Johnny Patch, that could be worth something. You never know. Or it could be used for DNA testing down the line because he is a walking crime scene. He is. And uh, like we said, Johnny Patch won it last year. His career took off the year afterwards. Um, Bulk getting a lot of good fanfare reaction there. And, you know, let's see where this goes. You know, Wardlow is out of the company. Bulk's probably the biggest guy now in IWC. Go wreak havoc. All right, uh, next matchup is where we kind of, we divide a little bit here. It's Dylan Bostic against uh, my, one of my favorites, all-time favorites, Jimmy Nuts, as kind of a return match from last month and then the month before where Jimmy ended up having a concussion. Uh, we talked to him, if you go back and listen to the recap of the show, uh, talked to him before we did the show, talked uh, how his concussion was, this, that, and the other. But to this match, Bostic steps out and gives me shit right off the bat. Literally gives me shit as soon as he gets out of behind the curtain. Yeah, he comes out and uh, he has his trusty chair and also a golf club, and he didn't even get to ringside. And uh, he came up to to you on the entrance ramp, and yeah, you can just tell he was not in the mood. He, this was a, you know, this is a bitter rivalry between Nuts and Bostic for the last three, four months now. So you know, he wasn't playing around; he was ready to go. And Jimmy looked great, though. Like all cobwebs were out, and he just this match was 
technical for, I don't know, five minutes, and then there's nut shots, no pun included, all over the place, chair shots. This feud is not over. I'm not sure, you know, yeah, you know, it was technical for a little bit, then they get out into this, you know, ringside there. They kept getting, breaking the count, going back out of the ring. So, yeah, you know, there was no love loss here between these two. Um, but in the end, Jimmy Nuts, the feel-good story is going to continue. He gets the win, moving on. And I think he's moving on in this rivalry because I did see something on Instagram yesterday. There's a picture of Bostick on his Instagram right at the moment he's talking to you, and the caption is, my last match in IWC is tonight. What? He's tried this before. He's gone on the mic after a match, says he quit, comes back the next month. So who knows? Take it with a grain of salt. But uh, I do think the rivalry is over, whether Bostick's going to stay or go. Well, it's a for this go-round, the rivalry is over. Because this is always one that, you know, you put a title on one of these guys and the other one's coming right back, ready to punch each other in the face. So that's what I meant. you are, you are right there. But, uh, but, yeah, for right now, I think it's over. Nuts, let's see if he moves into a title scene or if he's got something else going on. I'm telling you, I think he should slide right in. Um, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on with this card. Next, year's, next year, there's a lot of potential, that's for sure. Then we come to another, another one of our favorites, Raylan with Calvin Couture. Against, oh, Katie, yeah. against Katie Arquette for the women's title. And for a hot second, and I'm going to get called out on this for, I don't know, for what I'm going to say, and I, I I thought Katie was going to win because she had her in that cross face. Thank God Labar comes out and loses his shoe. He couldn't find his shoe. That's all he was looking for. Yeah, um, earlier, I don't know if the floor was slippery or something, but, man, his shoe went flying uh, into the ring. Uh, I believe Bobby was the referee for the match. Of course it was. Uh, You know, anything can happen, and that'll distract that guy. So, you know, just luckily for Ray Lynn, Labar was happened to lose his shoe at that moment. Um, She did tap, maybe. I don't think, no, she didn't tap. No, her hand. I I didn't see it because I was looking at Labar. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt also. But in the end, uh, Ray Lynn was able to shock the IWC world and keep her title. Her hand fell asleep. She didn't tap. She was just waking her hand back up. Oh, yeah, when you get that needle feeling? Yeah. Yeah. She was just waking her hand back up that she didn't tap. No way. She is the IWC Women's Heavyweight Champion, an international star, now making her way to China to bring that title over there and saying, look at what I got. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, I I had a feeling those fans were lying when they said something about Raylan tapping. You're right. Yeah. they, They don't know what they're talking about. Again, Bradley. Bradley. Right. Oh yeah, and and that that's why he was probably made fun of down at the carriage inn, Bradley. Oh, because he was spreading lies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that makes so much sense. Right, and then we have a dream match, John McChesney. Hey, real quick, I want to say, oh, oh, uh, oh, where oh. do you think uh, this is leading to? So, is her and Katie done? Who, who do you see possibly the reset button selecting next month? Oh, I, man, let me tell you who I'd like it to see. And I don't know if it can happen. 
there there's two people that I would really like to see Raylan battle against, and I don't know if they're going to be able to. Uh, one would be Thunder Rosa from NWA. I don't know if IWC okay. and NWA can get a partnership or whatever, but that would be awesome. Or Callie Young from OVW. I, you know, I've heard you talk about Callie on your OVW reports. Um, I, I would be interested to see that. I bet her and Raylan could do something good. Thunder Rosa, though, yeah, that's a big name. That would be a big pop. Uh, but, yeah, the question is, I don't know if NWA. Hey. Right. I, I, I'm not I'm not sure. I assume they are. But, uh, but yeah, those are um, good choices. Do you have anybody you'd like to see? Um, I always like, uh, Jinx. I would like to see Jinx again. Well, Ziggy uh, Haim. Get a shot, but, yeah. Who? Her name's Ziggy Haim now. Jinx is, uh, character oh, yeah, rebuilding. Yeah, yeah, Ziggy, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I would, I want to see Ziggy get a shot again. And, um, but honestly, yeah, I can't, I don't know. Um, I'm just excited. Hope it's a surprise. I'm going to say that. I'm sure it would be. I'm sure it would be. Uh, by the way, Raylan, <laughs> Raylan uh, keeps her title with a ripcord kick to the face, which was, it dropped Katie instantly. Like, boom. Man. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it was beautiful. It was a good move. Next up is a Pittsburgh dream match. John McChesney against Andrew Palace. And... Throw the match out the window, Soup, because what happens afterwards has IWC buzzing. But we'll touch on the match. Uh, yeah, the, you know, at first going into the match, um, I wasn't sure how much I was going to enjoy this. Don't get me wrong, these two are great in-ring guys. But just at first, the story wasn't there for me. You know, yeah, they're two good guys that are big here in Pittsburgh. Uh, what were the stakes? We always say. But in the end, it was a great match. It ended up getting a this is awesome chant there at the end for both guys. And uh, But then uh, Man Dime, music hits. Him and the Dime Piece come out, both looking flattering. Uh, dime Piece, uh, call me. And um, we got some big news after this match. Yeah, Palace wins with a small package out of nowhere. It, it was the quickest small package I've because, yeah, he tried to roll up, McChesney kicks out, and then he gets right back into a small package, and he's able to get the one, two, three. And, uh, yeah, you know, hard-hitting match. Uh, Palace's chest was as red as the brim of your cap right now. And, you know, Palace gets the win. Yeah. And then, like you said, Mandime comes out and says, hey, you know, you shouldn't be worried about me. You should be worried about what's behind you. And... You know, we're like behind you metaphorically, behind you like literally in the ring. So Palace does turn around and eats Big League's boot. Straight soul to the face. Yeah, great super kick by McChesney. And we find out that Team Big League is coming back to fruition. And it's going to be John McChesney and the Man Dime and the Dime Piece. And they're teaming up. Right then and there, I'm on board. I'm all in. Going double or nothing. All the stupid puns that I continue to say, this is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. And McChesney's like, 
we will continue to grow. And I'm like, oh, next month he's going to add somebody. You know, there's going to do, 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 do more to come, right? Yes, more to come. Uh, for, but, uh, yeah, I'm also intrigued in this. Since I've been uh, going to these events with you, McChesney came back as a good guy. It is going to be interesting to see now that he's turning on the crowd. He said, you know, once he got on the mic, he's cared for too long about what those people think about him. And he's going to do his own thing now. And uh, he wants to be at the top, so let's see where this goes. Yeah. Uh, next match is our friend, Johnny Patch. Can't crush your alum. Uh, against Angelic, which is gory. Um Angelic, yeah, why? Well, uh, come on, Gory. You know, Angelic is almost as bad as the Viking experience. You're Gory to us. <laughs> You're Gory. Come on. Gory, we love you. You can fight Johnny Patch. We'll still love you. We'll love Johnny. Angelic is not. Come on. Yeah, um, he comes out, you know, he's got the contacts. He's you know, The contacts are great, by the way. Oh, a great blue color. Um, I have many T-shirts that color of blue, and, uh, yeah, they do look great. But, um, they, you know, he's an all-white. Uh, where are the tattoos? Freddy Krueger's gone. And uh, is this, this is like a new spiritual just cleanse for Gory. He's now angelic. Hard-hitting match. The two, you know, you know. The one point for Gory disqualified yeah just a powder in the but face who knows why you know he's out to hurt patch he doesn't care about the title it's deeper than the title it must be but still you know he hasn't talked we don't know what made him become angelic so we'll see where this goes leading into next year i was a uh, prediction after the match happened which really isn't a prediction anymore but I was thinking something with culmination was going to happen here again, and he kind of reverts back with them, but we have not seen culmination yet, which uh, they have their own business to take care of on the show. But So he's not with culmination. Does he have his own yeah, group? He himself. We'll have to see. Next year, you know, we just got to keep going. Next year, next the 2020 is right around the corner. By the way, it's unbelievable how fast know, this year right? went. I remember, I remember when the world was supposed to end back in 2012, and oh man, it's just crazy to think where we're at. You should have been in uh, 1999. Me and Prince were singing it up. Whew, unbelievable. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Y2K was supposed to happen, but hell, all we got was Le Champion. Le Champion. Nice segue. All right, so we have our intermission. I do a lot of work during the intermission and uh, uh, step back for a minute. I, I think I got a lot of good reviews from uh, some of those T-shirts I passed out last night. Don't you? Yeah, the t yeah uh, the Can Crusher T-shirts looked great. Almost as great as collar and elbow gear. If you want to get ten percent off your order, put in the promo code Can Crusher. Capital C for Can, capital C for Crushers. But, yeah, you did work. Uh, I was too busy in the concession stand. I had about five pieces of pizza and, like, chugged about four Gatorades. So, uh, but you were putting in work. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited about my, my can crush your T-shirt. I heard everybody was loving the ones you were passing out, that's for sure. Yeah. All right, so we have David Lawless against Officer Dan. 
taking on uh, Slade Nystrom. This match was freaking fun. Um, it was unbelievable. Before we get to it, David Lawless called Slade Helen Keller at one point because of the uh, headgear that he wears. And that comes to... It wraps all the way back around later on in the match because... Yeah. That's rough. That's that's a rough... I mean, it, hopefully he asked this before because that's just, like, bad. I, I can't even do an analogy because I'll get myself in trouble again with somebody. So I just, Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, you know, regulators are a down and dirty group. They'll play dirty. They'll call you names. And uh, big night for the regulators, by the way. But here, yeah, they were able to come in. It's uh, Lawless and Murphy. And they get the win on the young team and Nitrum and, and uh, Slade, who look good again, you know. But, um, yeah, regulators, we thought it was going to go right into the tag team titles match, but it didn't. And uh, But, yeah, regulators get the win. They leave, and then all of a sudden, uh, music hits again. Yeah. Um, John McChesney. And and dime. Yeah, and they look locked and loaded with the dime piece by their side right off the bat. And McChesney is like, hey, hey. And Slade looks at him. Hey, you, you should turn around too. Whoop-bam! Nystrom turns on Slade. Rip, this is not where I'm coming to. Rips the headgear off. We didn't know, because I, I don't completely dive into everybody's personal life except Calvin's. Um, Slade actually has hearing aids. So, all right, people, put two and two together. David Lawless calling Slade Helen Keller. Helen Keller was deaf. It's uh, it's on the same thing. If he's not going to get shit like I got shit a couple weeks ago for making a snide comment, good, bad, or ugly... Come on! This isn't as bad as Jim Cornette or anything. So hopefully they walked it, worked it out in the back. But Slade actually has hearing aids. That's if PC 2019 yeah. is bad. That's PC 2019. You are right. Uh, we'll see uh, where that leads to. But yeah, we didn't know about the uh, hearing aids. Maybe that's you know that's part of the reason he probably wears the headgear, but um, but yeah you know Team Big Lead gets another member and the young Zach Nydstrom, who's been a fan favorite for the most part here, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what how he uh, can go here as a heel, and that team's looking good. I'm a, I'm sure him and Slade are going to have a match coming up here, and uh, we said before this match, these two look great, they do. Um, but the character building just hasn't been there yet. So now Nidstrom joins Team Big League. So that should help build him. Uh, already. Now, Slade now, we learn about the hearing aids. You know, that could get people behind him. The way that they turned on him. He could get a nice baby face run here if he's built right. So these two young guys, the potential's going up for them, that's for sure. Yeah, they, they both, you said it, they both have the look and everything's there. Nystrom, come on, Team Big League is a main event type of group right off the bat. I mean, they're, they're, there's they, no pussyfooting around with these. I mean, you have 
an icon in John McChesney. You have one of the best young upstars in Mandime. He's going to say that he is the star, but come on, you know, two years into business, uh, three years into business, he's got potential out the ass. And Nystrom only being in for a year is just right behind me. I mean, they are young, they're hungry, and they have a leader like John McChesney. I think they need one more, Soup. I think they need one more, though. I think they do as well. Um, and then, yeah, they can run rough shot in 2020. So, you know, there's definitely a good leader to have behind them, a veteran for, what, decades. Yeah. So, um, it you know, this will be interesting to see what uh, 2020 brings for them. Our next match is unbelievable. It is Atticus Coger against Sean Phoenix in a stretcher match. Guys, this story has been being told over a year and a half now. Uh, Phoenix, you know, all the injuries and everything. Uh, Remy and Bourne are sent to the back right off the bat. So I'm all right with that. I'm like, well, maybe they give it a fair shot. Soup, there was a door right in front of us. Three millimeters in front of us that we thought we were going to die. Oh, yeah, that door was right on top of the barricade right in front of us. I felt bad for the nice blonde uh, woman that was in front of us. You know, she was going to hide under it. I was like, I don't think you want to do yeah. that. Oh, no. But, uh, but, yeah, these two, this was a year in the making. Um, this was, you know, they have bad blood, literally bad blood for one another. And, um, you know, we saw weapons. We saw the stretcher being used. We saw parts of the barricade break apart in front of fans. And, uh, but yeah, Phoenix was able to, you know, you said Remy and Bourne were in the back. Uh, Phoenix had, you know, the momentum coming near the end of the match and we see the culmination ended up coming out and we had a big return that helped Koger get the win here and his former partner Otis yeah Otis comes and not stupid Otis from Heavy Machinery my god that would have pissed me off Otis yeah Paul no big no big return from him either um Otis from the culmination, uh, again, a year and a half now, probably had his face melted, and he's back. Looking yeah, good, the, by the way. The face the rebuilt. Fireball. Yeah, you know, he looks uh, like his old self here, so, you know, let's see where this goes. You know, we said uh, Team Big Leads need four members because, yeah, the culmination, they got four members, and they're not afraid to beat the hell out of you, so... You know, now that they have all four guys, it, they could also have a big 2020. So, um, you know, where does Sean Phoenix go after this? Um, hopefully he can get some more retribution after being outnumbered. Does he build a team together for himself to take on the combination? So we have different avenues the story can go. Yeah, head over to our Twitter as there's a little clip of this match uh, where Sean Phoenix gets skewers pounded into his head oh yeah that's an old school thing um we've seen koger do this a couple times he did it to hooven i believe in the past yeah as well so um yeah it's real cool look go check it out for sure uh that 
pretty nice lady in front of us, that blonde, was beside herself when this happened. Uh, we need to find her name. She sat in front of us now for three straight months, and she talks to us like... Ma- I want to say it's Megan. Um, I, I, I'm in the one. That looks I like you're lying that. right now. I can see I, you. Uh, check out on Facebook, the IWC. They have a, a group also. Join that. And uh, I think she's a member, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm sure you're wrong. I'm positive. I don't know. Whatever. Megan, if that's your name, please uh, reach out to us. So the next match is the IWC Tag Team Championship match. Uh, The North, who's also the Impact Champions, takes on the other half of the Regulators, Chris LaRusso and Jock Sampson. And on the way out to the ring, you let Jock know that uh, Ohio State was losing at this point. Yeah, I was nervous. Uh, I am an Ohio State Buckeyes fan. They were playing for the Big Ten Championship. Uh, I checked the score before this match because I know Jock is a—he's uh, an Ohio boy. He's a Buckeye fan. He's got a tattoo. And, uh, he does have the tattoo on the arm. Uh, Shout-outs to American National Tattoo here in Imperial. I have a nice new Yankee tattoo on my forearm. Go over to my Facebook, Soup Geist, if you want. Check it out. Um, but wow. yeah, back to the... Plugs everywhere this week. I, uh, yeah. Okay. I'm looking rough. My brain's running. I don't know. But anyways, the regulator's looking good. Upset of the night, probably. Uh, they beat the North, Get bring the IWC tag team titles back to IWC for uh, to their roster. So... But we did hear at the end of the match that the North, they bring out Santa Claus. You know, Christmas is coming, and all they want for Christmas is a rematch. And I think we're probably going to get that next month because Santa said, yeah, I can do that. Let me first stir the pot, and then we'll get to the North, okay? Because there's so much to talk about with the North. They are so damn good. Kayla Thompson has it right. They may be my new favorite tag team. But... um, I, I completely lost train of thought. Oh, oh, so the Regulators win both tag team matches tonight. The main event is locked and loaded at their WWE uh, Performance Center tryout. You know, they're getting down and dirty in Orlando. So I don't know what's going on with them. Um, they're not there. So now you have Regulators against who would be the number one contenders? The other Regulators. Right? Yo, wow. Wow, yeah, I didn't even think of that. Um, wow, that would be an interesting match, for sure. Um, wow, I, you, I'm blown away. I don't know what to say. All right, it wasn't that. You're making it way too much <laughs> proportion. All right, let's talk about the North, first of all. Um, Ethan Page, once again, I talked about this last week at the WrestleCade, uh, has a hell of a weekend. This guy is, Andrew would say, is what we love about wrestling. He does his work in the ring, but when he's on the apron, he is still entertaining the F out of us. You tell me one thing that he did stupid. Nothing. He was on fire last night. Uh, nothing. I got you know, he did nothing terrible. Uh, his work in the ring, his body looks great. His, you know, crowd engagement is there. And, yeah, he, it was definitely one of the most entertainment 
or entertaining matches last night, that's for sure. And he could sing and dance uh, All I Want for Christmas or whatever the hell. Was it Santa Claus is Coming to Town? I don't know what song it Santa is. Santa Claus is Coming to Town, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he could sing and dance. He, he moves uh, like yeah. Elvis. He, he hit those notes. I got to give him that. Swerving and jucking and jiving. Uh, the hat he had on was awesome. And that, but uh, but yeah, I want I want to see him back. Give him a rematch. Uh, they're entertaining, that's for sure. One more thing, and I'll probably get punched in the face if this guy uh, when they do return. <sighs> Ethan took Alexander's headgear off, okay, and he. Had a hat, a little elf hat for Josh as well. And this is where I get in trouble, Soup. When he put when he put that elf hat on Josh, my instant thought was um the the dentist from Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Uh, <laughs> he looked exactly like the dentist from Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. And I'm like, holy shit, Josh is uh, now a claymation character to me. God, I'm glad I got my autographs beforehand because he is going to kill me. Josh, I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, I don't support me here. Way. Don't support I me here. He looked like, what, I can't think of the damn Dennis's name off of Rudolph. He looked exactly like him. I'm not sure the name... Oh, they know. The masses know the name. Yeah. All right. So now we're to the main event match. Uh, this has been building up again since the beginning of the year. Pollock's return, only his third match in. Jack Pollock against Jackson Argos. Dupree is banned from ringside. If he comes out, he is suspended indefinitely. And we'll... What's up with your bad connection all of a sudden? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Sorry about that. Sorry. Right. Well, uh, I lost you. There. I might edit it out. I might not because that's just the way we go. Um, so Plumber, uh, no, no, no. Uh, the, the technical match at first, right? There's a good ten minute yes. technical match. Yeah, they, they, you know, it's it, it was heated between the two. It, this is another story year in the building or year in the making, and. Uh, at first, they weren't they weren't pulling any punches. That's for sure. No, in great you, you heard Jack earlier this week saying, "Hey, he can be a hardcore icon." Or my comparison is, he can wrestle like Mister Perfect as well. And Jack did. Arthur yeah. did too. Uh, yeah, for sure. They both, you know. But uh, I was, you know, I was yelling, "Kick his ass!" You know, I didn't, you know, I was torn. That that's why I don't know what to say. Good match. The fans were involved. Um, but, you know, Argos there for a while thought he had a plan and was going to get DQ'd. Yeah, and I'll come back to you. So Argos is just walking out, taking the 10 count. And Plummer all of a sudden comes out of nowhere again and says, hey, this isn't happened. This is one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year. I don't really like the guy in the ring either. But you're going to get your ass in there. No DQ match. Let's have it. And then the kitchen sink comes out, more or less. Everything is being used. And the toilet seat. And the toilet seat. Again, go to our Twitter because you see 
a little clip of Pollock putting Argos through a table, which was two and a half feet away from us. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, bad blood going through wood, using steel. Uh, Pollock had a good gash over his eye, just like um, Bulk did earlier in the night. And, um, yeah, they, they brought it to each other, trash, uh, trash cans, trash lids. You know, they're can crushers in their own rights. But uh, in the end, the feel-good story happens. Jack Pollock is the new IWC World Heavyweight Champion. And you can see that from the thumbnail that we use this this week's show as it's Jack and I directly after the match. He smelled like Straub's Brewery, by the way. I knew we, I know he was drinking Bud Light, but he drank so many so quick and dumped so much off him, I would have gotten a DUI if I would have been stopped from Elizabeth the Ridgeway last night. Just from rubbing against him for my pitcher. Yeah, he had a one hell of a night, that's for sure. But uh, I bet he had a smile on his face when he went to bed last night. He, I, I would, I'd be still sleeping with that IWC title right now. Hell, if I was him, I probably wouldn't even went to bed. I, who knows? I haven't talked to him, so maybe he didn't. <laughs> All right, Soup. Let's give this uh, our grade uh, on beers. What do you think this pay per view for IWC was? I'm gonna give it a full six pack. Yeah, uh, I might be biased because I love IWC, but yeah, the, the, another great show, lived up to the hype, um, you know, with the, the iNetwork, the IWC pay-per-view network, uh, they're going places. Uh, like Plummer said go before the show, he came out to the ring, him and Jenny, and he thanked the fans for coming, and he uh, let us know the records they broke, you know, the build of that network now this year. Uh, I think he said four, maybe possibly six now of their full-time superstars have been signed to big promotions, whether it's AEW, WWE, all those. So they're going places. You know, you had Plummer and Jenny on uh, Spotlight, and they said, you know, all the puns were out there. They are going all in, all out, double or nothing for 2019, and they did it. Um Show after show, we're intrigued. You know, we are coming back wanting more. The, you know, the crowds get bigger and bigger. They said they're breaking attendance records. I can go on and on. You know, 2020 is going to be another big year, I think. The one thing I pulled from everything Plummer said for 10 minutes, which thank you, Justin Plummer, for finally admitting it, the Jenny's is the boss. I poke him and prod him all the time and I when I talk to uh, wrestlers on the spotlight I want to see if they're going to say it too Plummer finally said it Jenny's the boss he's just there to maybe look he can't look better than Jenny maybe he's no, the, no. he's the beef of the family because Jenny is just sweet and sassy uh, don't get me wrong, though. I would love to see Jenny come out and be the one that got Nargos's face there and tell him it's a no-DQ match. Don't tell me that wouldn't be entertaining. And Especially then, if she came out in that Heartbreak Kid Christmas sweater. Sweet chin music, Argos, boom! Boom, that would be great. And, you know, you said she's the boss. You can tell she gets that boss money because she can buy that sweater and all that. And Plumber's out there looking like a schlote. Go, Jenny. 
Go Jenny. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. Six out of six for this. And it only leads to our my my favorite IWC pay-per-view reloaded with the reset button January 18th. That weekend is actually pretty big because I think that's Royal Rumble weekend too, if I'm if I'm right or wrong, because I don't have it up on my screen right now. So you could have Reloaded on Saturday night, Royal Rumble on Sunday night, Mark's calling off Monday, and just going to have a hell of a weekend, because those are my two favorite pay-per-views of all time. Reloaded for IWC, Royal Rumble for WWE. I, I, I couldn't have a better weekend. I'm with you on that. Uh, Royal Rumble is my favorite as well. And, yeah, since I've been coming to IWC, that reloaded event, surprises happen, shocking moments happen. Um, you know, what a way to kick off the new year. So, you know, if you've never been to an event, this is a good one to go to. That's for sure. Hey, Soup, let's take a little bit of a break. Do you have some time to uh, wrap this up with us and talk a little WWE, AEW, and so on and so forth? Yeah, I got nothing going on. Uh, you know, I'm still looking like hell, so, you know, you're waking me up. So, yeah, the more I can talk to you, the better, because then I'll be ready for the rest of the day. All right, we'll be back. Jake Roberts grinded a front face lock on the grappler. Bill Watts' two workhorses had been putting on a chain wrestling match with locks and holes and a few high spots sprinkled throughout the contest. After every series of flying moves, grappler would call for the front face lock again and Jake would wrap his arm around his opponent's head and take him to the mat. During one such exchange, the two participants tripped over each other's feet and hit the canvas, with Robert still holding on to the front face lock. The crowd reacted to the grappler's head and neck being jammed into the ring. The grappler was slightly stunned but otherwise unharmed. Embarrassed over his miscue, Robert sprung to his feet. It was okay for the bad guy to trip and fall, and if it drew some laughs, fine but a good guy could not be seen looking that foolish. Aware of the crowd reaction, Grappler did not move. Instead, he called for the pin. Once both wrestlers were in the locker room, the Grappler told Roberts, I don't know what that was, but you got something there. He encouraged Jake to try it again at the next house show. The second time Jake administered this reverse bulldog, he gave a slap on the back for emphasis, and the crowd reaction was louder than the first time. The Grappler told him to use it at the next television taping and give it a name. Roberts thought about how rats die instantly after eating DDT and how the grappler was instantaneously rendered unconscious following this devastating maneuver. Thus, he named this new move the DDT. There is no record of any wrestler turning a front face lock into a pile-driving finisher before the grappler and Jake Roberts accidentally invented it in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Does this mean the grappler and Roberts were the two most innovative wrestlers or gifted athletes of that time? The fact that they tripped over each other's feet suggests otherwise. So, which era had the best wrestlers? That answer depends on when you were 12 years old. We all love the era of wrestling from our childhood, but can we really say that one era was better than another in terms of athletic ability? The beauty of pro wrestling is that we may be able to answer that question. Unlike other sports, there is almost no age limit on a pro wrestler's career. Sure, football players and baseball players retire and return, but if a pro wrestler is still living, there is a chance he or she can get back in the ring and do the things that today's wrestlers are doing. Many of Rick Steamboat's contemporaries hold the dragon in the highest regard and consider him the best to ever wrestle. Ric Flair has stated that Steamboat could have done any of the wild flips we see today, 
but there wasn't a call for that in the 70s and 80s. But is that true? Could Steamboat have done some of these incredible aerial moves we see now? Why not? Suicide dives are commonplace today. The crowd erupted when Jimmy Snooker got a running start and flew over the top rope on the Don Morocco on the arena floor in 1983. Only a year later, Superfly didn't need the running start as he jumped from a standing position over the top rope on a rowdy Roddy Piper. Speaking of the Superfly, he and Magnificent Morocco took the steel cage match to a new level in 1983. Snooker had actually jumped off the top of a cage as early as 1980, but missed Bob Backlund when the Princeton graduate crawled out the door to save his world title. But three years later, Snooker squashed Morocco in the most impressive aerial wrestling move we had ever seen at that time. Decades later, Jim Ross said, what Jimmy Snooker showed us in that one singular move is that if you're proficient in your craft and you're good enough and you've got the guts, there's really no limit to what you can do in our business. And that's the point. There really are no limits to what can happen in pro wrestling. Pro Wrestling Illustrated and its sister publications routinely engaged in hyperbole. In one 1985 issue, the writer insisted that after Sergeant Slaughter defeated Kamala, there was a celebration in New York City with a parade, bells ringing, and taxi drivers blaring their horns. I lived there, and I can tell you, no such thing happened. Taxi drivers may well have been blowing their horns in traffic, but there was no parade. However, another issue featured Hulk Hogan on the cover with the quote, We're the greatest athletes in the world. Whether or not the Hulkster really said that, the sentiment is at least arguable. Maybe former ball players now serving as coaches and managers will take a little batting or fielding practice for fun, but they certainly won't compete in the game like, say, Arnold Skolan, who put his suit on a hanger and jumped in the ring to team with Snooker or Backlund. And while the outcomes are predetermined and wrestlers are not trying to hurt one another, it's still a live athletic performance with no retakes. Before the Red Sox ended their championship drought in 2004, Pedro Martinez and his Boston teammates had been consistently asked about the curse of the Bambino. Why else would the Red Sox get so close every year, only to fall short to the Yankees? Why else would Martinez blow a late-inning lead in Game 7 that ultimately sent New York to its sixth World Series in eight years? Fed up with the question, Martinez responded, I don't believe in no curse. If you think there's a curse, go dig up the babe and I'll drill him in his ass. To a chorus of laughs from the reporters. Babe Ruth was long gone by that point, so there was no chance we'd ever see that matchup. But if this had been pro wrestling and the babe had still been alive, there would be a chance we could see Pedro pitch to the Sultan of Swat. The Rock and Roll Express just won their ninth NWA World Tag Team title when they defeated the Wild Cards on NWA Power Episode 9. To quote Jim Ross in regards to Ric Flair leaving WCW for the WWF, was Brett Favre the same with the Jets as he was with the Packers? No, but he still had something left from the tank. Was this the same rock and roll from 1985? Were these the same guys who feuded with the Russians and the Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez, and Ravishing Rick Rude? Not by a long shot. Did they still have something left in the tank? Absolutely. The match was okay, certainly not great. But on an episode of AEW Dynamite, at the ripe age of 63, Ricky Morton jumped over the top rope and had a sunset flip into a sit-down powerbomb, what the kids are calling a Canadian destroyer these days. And on Santana before flying through the ropes for a suicide dive on Ortiz and Guevara. If he did this at 63, imagine what he could have done at 23. Morton also got put through a table at, by the inner circle. 
But it isn't just the wrestlers of my beloved 80s who have shown that they can still go. Mae Young was nearly 80 years old when she was getting thrown off the top rope through a table and was taking headbutts to the vagina from the Dudley boys. Many of today's wrestlers have been paying homage to the previous generations of wrestlers in a more subtle way, but in an appropriate way. Rather than CM Punk delivering an elbow from the top rope for a two count, rather than the revival hitting the heart attack on Matt Hardy for a kickout, Damian Priest delivered a razor's edge that would have defeated Killian Dane had the bruiser weight not broken up the pin. The double drop kick would have won the tag team titles for the rock and roll sooner had Latimer not saved his part. And Colt Cabana just won the NWA National Heavyweight Championship from James Storm using a version of a Luthez press. This shows us that, in a way, pro wrestling is a timeless sport. We've seen that what worked years ago can still work today, and that the best wrestlers of yesteryear could have done what wrestlers today are doing. Could Babe Ruth hit today's pitching? What would Jose Altuve do to a Cy Young toss? Who knows? Perhaps those are unfair comparisons. We can't really know what would happen if Argentina Rock is squared off against Ricochet. We can't know what kind of match we'd see if Luthez wrestled AJ Styles. But the reason we can guess and imagine what would happen in these matches is that we've had proof that wrestlers from different eras, when given the opportunities, can do what wrestlers from just about any other era can do. So which era of pro wrestling is the very best? This one, right now. That's because the DDT has been invented. It's because Jimmy Snooker jumped off the top of the cage into the ring and Mick Foley was there and one day had the idea to jump off the cage onto the arena floor. It's because the Luthez press can still win belts. It's because in terms of athleticism, there's more to see now than ever before. And there will be more to see 10 years from now or next week when wrestlers do their best to make sure you see something for the first time. I don't love it all, but that's not the point. The point is that Jim Ross was absolutely right. There are no limits to what you can do in this business. In today's English Tip of the Week, let's look at action verbs, helping verbs, and linking verbs. An action verb describes an action and what the subject of the sentence does. Run, skip, jump, hop. A linking verb links a subject to the words that describe what the subject is. Linking verbs do not describe actions, they describe a state of being, to feel, to seem, to be, and to become. A helping verb adds emphasis and describes the possibility of something happening. May, must, could. Let's look at an example of each. Jimmy Snuka flew off the top of the cage. What kind of verb is flew? Action, linking, or helping. This one should be pretty obvious. Flew is an action verb. Example number two. Bret Hart is my favorite wrestler. What kind of verb is is? Is is a form of to be. Therefore, is is a linking verb. It links the subject, Bret Hart, to words that describe what the subject is. My favorite wrestler. Example no number three, you must be the United States champion to be deemed the number one contender to the world title. What kind of verb is must? Must describes the possibility of something happening and helps the verb be. So must is a helping verb. And with that class, you're dismissed. Hey, this is Jack Pollock, the IWC Hardcore Icon. You're listening to King Crusher's podcast. If I like it, you should too.
And welcome back to Can't Crush. You're still joining me is Soup as Chad is, uh, one, he's hunting, and two, he's under the weather. So I don't know which one's more important. Probably the hunting, as long as I get some of that deer meat that's coming his way. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, if he's anything like my dad, yeah, hunting first, health second. Or third, or third. Yeah, or third. Um, but yeah, good luck to him. Hope he gets something, and uh, and I hope he starts feeling better. Yeah. So let's dive right into the Wednesday Night Wars, because that's where the meat of wrestling is right now. Come on, let's stop pussyfooting around about Raw or SmackDown. We'll get there, but um, let's start with AEWs. Is that all right? Yeah, that works. Like, But uh, like you said, yeah, Wednesday night's where it's at right now. AEW's a hot topic being new, and... You know, after Survivor, you know, building into Survivor Series and after Survivor Series, WWE kind of said, hey, NXT is our number one right now. So, you know, Wednesday nights, yeah, I'm always watching. Let me stop right there before we get into the actual show. Uh, I was talking to the English professor a couple days ago, and let me get your take actually on air, as I should have did the English professors as well. NXT is, I don't flip. All right, that's what, I, I don't flip personally. If I'm watching this one, I'm watching this one. None of this flipping business, whatever. Um, I have to watch AEW live because, let me give you my point and see if you agree. Um, there could be a train wreck or there could be a golden platter handed to us. You know, there could be something you're like, oh my God, I don't believe I missed that bad. Or, holy shit, so-and-so came out. I don't believe he's on AEW now. I want to see that live. NXT is still a subsidy of the WWE. They could tell yes. me that it's going to be Adam Cole against uh, Kyle O'Reilly, which I'm waiting for. I, I want to see that. Um, oh, yeah. That could happen, but you know what's going to happen. The, the one that I said... The most is Adam Cole against Keith Lee is going to happen. Keith Lee is going to beat the living shit out of Adam Cole until the title's on the line, and then Adam Cole's going to win. Guys, if you don't believe me, that's the way it's going to happen. It's built up that way. I don't know what the hell Jericho, MJF, Private Party, the Lucha Brothers are going to do, and that's why I have to watch AEW Live. I, I'm with you on that. You know, AEW being new. You know, personally, yeah, I do flip back and forth between the two, but AEW is the first choice I have um, because, you know, you never know what's going to happen. NXT, yeah, they can have a surprise. Yeah, somebody from Raw can come down. Yeah, somebody from SmackDown can come. But, you know, in the end, you could always throw it on the network and watch it still. Um, but, yeah, just AEW, I'm with you on that, that, I want to see their surprise first before I see NXT's surprise or counter. Right. So if you had, again, I'm asking all the questions that uh, the English professor and I talked about prior, but if there's one thing about AEW you could change right now, because it's not perfect. There's two things that I don't like. Um, if there's one that you could change, what would you change in AEW right now? Um, you know, the wrestling is there in a, the in-ring product, but sometimes I will kind of want to see more 
maybe not necessarily, you know, 35 minute long segment in the ring or anything, but, you know, give me an interview backstage a little more build, you know, with this being so new, some of these characters are still new. You still got to build them. Um, but you know, the, the wrestling is talking for itself right now. And, you know, slowly and slowly they're building characters, but if, they could get characters built a little faster. Wouldn't be a bad thing, I think. My big beef is the tag team division. I like I I am one that it's just all over the place right now. That that's my yeah, biggest yeah. concern is that I expected since Vince always shits on tag teams in WWE, I thought okay, this is the place where tag teams are going to be. Not pushed over Cody or Jericho or anything, but this is where a tag team is actually going to mean something. I don't know if it's because I'm 42, balding, fat, garbage man. I don't want to see 75 suicide dives and flips in one match. And it's not just the Young Bucks. It's Private Party, it's the Lucha Brothers, it's the Best Friends, it's your mom's friends, it's, you know, Uncle Randy's friends. Everybody can do a freaking suicide dive. Slow your roll and let me see Dark Order actually break somebody's arm. And I don't mean break somebody's arm, but, you know, Anderson it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, you know, it's all high, fast-paced. You know, even, you know, Best Friends are doing it. You said SCU. Um, don't get me wrong. They are great matches It's the, in their same right. But in the end, yeah, some of them are all kind of meshing together with all the high-flying. I'll give you that. Yeah. All right, now let's finally jump into the show. Uh, it starts off the Young Bucks and Dustin against Sammy and Pride and Powerful. The sound quality in the last two weeks, it, it, communications major comes out again, steps away. What the hell? You've been on TV now 11 weeks? Get your effing sound Come right. On, you know? It's, yeah, I did. Go ahead. It, I, it's like a miner is running the soundboard. You know, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, I did notice it, and I saw some stuff online about that. But, um, but yeah, just the first, I don't know, 20 minutes or so, 10, 15 minutes or so were kind of rough. But then after that, it was pretty good, you know, once they got it squared away. But, yeah, with it being so new, just minor things like that can look bad. So this was, get ready, get ready. This wasn't a bad match. I don't know. If it's because the Young Bucks work with Dustin, that it was kind of a little calmer. Yeah, there was a spot, the double DDT, uh, pile driver spot, whatever. But yeah, I like this match. I liked another Young Bucks match, which actually will be happy to hear that because I hate the Young Bucks. Yeah, I don't have a problem with the Young Bucks. Um, but I, I'm not as a big a fan as some people out there. They'll live and die by the Bucks. But, yeah, I don't know if it is working with Dustin. You know, he's a veteran. He, you know, he can slow things down from their high-flying, high-energy um, wrestling skill. But, uh, but yeah, good match. Uh, good, you know, good storyline there. The inner circle's involved, you know, but they take the loss. Uh, but, yeah, it's, in, you know... They're still building this elite versus inner circle kind of story. So, you know, they're your biggest stars. And, you know, nothing wrong putting them against each other. Best thing on the night for me was Cody talking about Blade, the Butcher, the Bunny, and MJF. And then he just breaks into MJF and offers his shoes, his watch, his Escalade, 
over $50,000, his shirt, whatever, just so we can have a match with MJF. Cody is money. Yeah, um, you know, everybody knows his dad, Dusty Rhodes, was a great promo, and Cody lives up to his dad's hype as well. He's living, he's filling those boots. Uh, When he talks, it's money, that's for sure. And he gets you invested in whatever storyline he's in. And, you know, him and MJF are going to fight. I don't know if Cody will have to go through Wardlow first, which I would love to see as well. But, uh, but yeah, Cody's money. I'm intrigued in anything he's doing. And as much as I love Cody and anything Cody can do, we love Wardlow a lot more. We do love Wardlow. He's, uh... He's like family to us. He is. Especially I, now, coming around the holidays and all that. But, uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see when, when he gets his first match. I can't wait. So, I just want to touch on this for one thing. Nyla Rose against Leva Bates. Uh, Liva, Nyla destroys the librarians, puts the ref through tables. Yep. She gets suspended. Yep. Da, 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 da. That's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about Leva Bates. Leva Bates was such a great indie star her whole thing was she cosplayed a different person when she come out she would come out as Mortal Kombat she would come out she came out as the Leva Taker she came out as Leva Cold Austin you know she did all these cool things in Wrestle Circus that I thought this is why Cody got her Mm -hmm. get ready because Mrs. English Professor is going to hate me I don't need to see a librarian on TV every week yeah, I'm with you there. Um, you know, especially in 2019, this isn't the mid '90s. We don't need a goofy gimmick. We don't need a dentist. We do need trash men, though. Don't get me wrong. We don't. Wait, 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 wait. Did you just say we don't need a dentist? You're an asshole. We do need one dentist. We need that dentist to be on TV every week. And her name is Doctor okay. Brick Baker, DMD. My apologies. You are right. You are right there. But um, but yeah, back, you know, you got me. But, yeah, the whole librarian thing is getting rough. You know, there's no potential there. You know, it's an easy squash match when you see them out there. But you saying about Leva Bates, yeah, she had a great run on the indies. I don't know if you remember uh, WWE had her at one point and just called her Blue Pants. Yep. And now AEW has her, and they're just burying her with this library gimmick. Somebody who was so good on the indies, she gets shots with big companies and they just use her as a jobber, basically. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. You know, hopefully she'll get a mean streak sometime and, you know, get a new character change, and you can only hope. I think Cheryl needs to get a hold of her and take her down to the penitentiary is what it is. She goes to that yeah. She goes to that library. Cheryl will uh, toughen her up. That's, yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Jericho and Hager... Come out. Uh, the, I don't want to see the Jurassic Express against Jericho. None of them. Uh, I, I could I could go for it. There's I don't think there's nothing wrong with it. Um, I do want to say I, I did like the lexicon of Le Champion uh, playing off the list of Jericho. Um, did you catch some of the names on that list of people he refuses to wrestle? Moxley was one of them. Yeah, Moxley was one. Um, I heard Scorpio Sky, the Scorpions, the uh, 
metal Rick, band. Rick Astley, I think, was one of them. Uh, I think Moxley was another one as well. Um, Kenny Omega, I think Moxley again was on there. I heard Moxley a few times. Soul Train Jones? Yeah. Um, Moxley? Mo- yeah, that was another one. Justin so, Plummer, uh, maybe? Moxley? Uh, Justin Roberts, even. Moxley? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did catch that one. Um, but yeah, that, you know, that was good. Um, but I, I like Luchasaurus. He's, he's got a great look. Uh, Marcus Stunt, I, just, I don't hate it. I know some people that hate, you know, he's, he looks like a 12 year old in the ring. I don't hate that he's a wrestler, but still, you just got to get used to it, I think. Um, but yeah, if it was him against Jericho, wouldn't it? been good but uh i want to see jungle jack i want to see what he can do we've seen him in tag action i want to see him go one-on-one and jericho's gonna make him look good probably fast forward to the main event moxley beats the shit out of janela okay boom done yes Yes. rewind now as chris statlander takes on sheeta uh statlander gets the win saw her at wrestle cage looks great that's not the story kong and brandy come out to ask Statlander to join the Nightmare Cup Club of Coronation. Collection. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, she says no, but this random woman out of the crowd says, I'm in. Did she say no, though, Statlander, or did she just say nothing? Uh, she's an alien, so she really can't talk. Okay. So, you know, she didn't say no. She didn't say yes. But, uh, but, yeah, that lady in the in the fans, she was screaming and yelling, um, comes in, they cut her hair, shave her head, and Brandy has a recruit, you know. So, we'll, you know, this looks dark. So, uh, I wonder what kind of stuff they're going to try to pull off here with this. The name is the Nightmare Collection, correct? Yeah. Okay. Remember. They're that- collecting hair. Right, right, right. I'm just saying at some point a male is going to join this collection. It's named the Nightmare Collection for a reason. And a male is going to join I, this. If you I can't put two you, and two together. I see where you're going with this, yes. Set it here first. Set it here first, and we'll, we'll wrap back around in about six months to it when this Nightmare guy needs to get another championship run. And I wonder if it happens here in America. Maybe. Will it be an American nightmare? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just a common man making a prediction. Nothing wrong with that. Nope. All right, let's... uh, NXT, again, was... Okay. Okay. It's better than some stuff I've seen on Raw and SmackDown, that's for sure. Um, I'm going to jump around and uh, be a little house of pain. No, I'm going to jump around and just bring random things to thoughts. Uh, I love Dakota Kai is a bad girl. Yeah, I, I, I like the heel turn, that's for sure. I can't get behind Rhea Ripley because you, she's... You can't? I cannot. Why is that? Because she's Roman Reigns' woman version. Uh, 
I can see that. I can see that. Um, the whole Survivor Series, I mean, War Games thing, pissed me off from there. Boom. War Games, she, like... she defeated everybody in the world in a cage because Candice LeRae was taking a nap in the corner, and that was her only partner. Yeah. yeah Come on. The whole thing with Dakota Kai. But, you know, Shayna Baszler's been running muck of the NXT women's division for, what, year and a half, almost two years. They need somebody who can challenge her, and Ripley's got the size. Um, I want to see them go one-on-one with each other. So I can, I can get behind her since they're building her for Shayna. Right, but what's that, what's that do for Shayna then? I mean, Shayna's a little long in the tooth. Are we going to get Ronda to come back so we can have the horsewomen against the horsewomen of MMA? Because that's the only payoff I want from Shayna leaving NXT. I mean, I, yeah. lo- I love Dukes and I love Shafai as well, but they shouldn't leave NXT yet because they're not ready. No, not, not yet, no, but um, but they can build off the Becky versus Shayna story, in my opinion. So, you know, let Shayna dominate until after Royal Rumble. Maybe Ripley takes the title off her and then let Baszler come up to the main shows have a run with Becky and then maybe you could throw Rhonda in, you know, you'd have to, you, you would imagine they'd want to use a payoff with Rhonda. That's money. Right. So I don't know. I can get, I can get behind Ripley though. The main event of this was the undisputed era minus Bobby fish because he was injured air quotes. I don't, I don't know. Um, against, Keith Lee, Dajkovic, and Ciampa. Uh, I don't know what this is setting up. I don't know if we're going to get a triple threat match between Ciampa, Balor, and Paige. But now Keith Lee's beating everybody in the world up. Um, out of those ones against Paige, who's your next NXT champion? Um, I think Keith Lee's going to win the triple threat match to get the match against Cole. I think because I think um, what is it December eighteenth they're having a title match, so I think Lee's going to get the win to get that match. But I don't think he'll beat Cole. Right. I think uh, the story with Champa might be there. You know, he never lost Goldie. He had to give up the title due to injury. So I think Champa might be the one to finally take it off Cole. And then I think they could go into a Balor story between Ciampa and Balor for the title and possibly put the title on Balor and have him run NXT again since they brought him down. So, uh, you know, once again, there's a lot of storylines they could go with, but the question is, will they execute it? And when does Kevin Owens become a full-time NXT person? I would like that, honestly. I would. I think I would. Let him and Rollins uh, finish their thing up. And, yeah, eventually I, I think it wouldn't be a bad thing to have Owens down in NXT also. All right, so let's wrap up these next two shows in a matter of seconds. What did you like about Raw? Because Let's see. I, I like anything the OC is involved with. I like AJ. I like Gallows and Anderson. Um, I believe this coming Monday is going to be Ray versus AJ for the United States title. Um, that's not going to be a bad match. No. Two good legends there. 
Um, you know, Brock's not going to be around for a while, so nothing with the you know WWE title. I heard Rusev and Lana are finally going to get a divorce on this that's, coming Monday's Raw. That's great. So that's will that be wonderful. the end of this story that, you know, I was intrigued in with at first, but, you know, it's been getting a lot of, you know, hate recently. So do they pull the plug here? We'll see how that goes. Um, and I'm liking Randy Orton right now, too. I don't know about you, but I could I could go for one more Viper run. I could go. I agree with you there. I could go for one more Viper run. The match of the night for me, though, was actually Charlotte against the Kabuki Warriors. This. Oh yes, I forgot about that match. But yeah, that was a good match. It really was. I I posted something. I don't know what day because I post so much stuff on the old Facebooks. Um, Charlotte bitching about she doesn't want to be in this tag team thing. Da, 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 da. Charlotte, you've had the title ten times. You're now a legend with the air quotes you don't need that title you don't need it what you're doing what she did monday night with the kabuki warriors was great they're you know yes. in stature they're smaller in style yeah she's got the win over oscar to beat the undefeated record did it but now oscar's tag team oriented insane is just insane in the membrane so it is just <laughs> it was a great match to have Flair, as great as she is, battle these two, almost get the win, and it's snatched out of the air. It was great. Yeah, she still looks great, even though she lost. Um, you know, she was able to dominate the tag champions by herself, and just eventually, yeah, the numbers games got to her. But uh, I'm loving the Kabuki Warriors. Charlotte kind of getting into the face category slowly again yeah so uh that'll be nice this maybe we'll bring a little mix up but yeah like you said she doesn't need the title all the time don't get me wrong i don't hate her as a champion she's a believable champion and uh but yeah it was a great match monday smackdown um i'm gonna fire through this because i know we talked you didn't you didn't see it um Miz has a match now against Bray Wyatt at uh, TLC because Daniel's not around yet. We don't know where Daniel is. Uh, Bray was going to go yeah, attack. Yeah, he lost all his hair. Yeah. <laughs> Bray was going to go attack uh, Miz's family. They show a picture. Bray's already taken a picture with uh, Maurice and the kids, which is unbelievable. Yeah, wow. Um. Mandy and Sonya need to be on TV more, not only because they look, because they're both good. Uh, Bliss yeah. is great. Nikki is great. I mean, is there too many women that they need to have Dana Brooke on TV? Yes. Yeah. No, no there's, there's – I've been an advocate for Sonya Deville for now a year and a half, and it's just yeah, pissing me off. It's just pissing me off that she's not getting anything. Like, that's the... She, she's a former MMA fighter. You know, you see how they've built Shayna. You've seen how they built Ronda. Why not give Sonya a mean streak? Is it because she's a lesbian that they're holding her back? I don't know. You know, there could be controversy there. Or just maybe they find that as, like, an off issue. But, yeah, she's great in the ring looks great. Mandy looks great. She's good in the ring. Uh, 
you can't go wrong with Fire and Desire, I think. Right. Uh, four-way tag match. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, the Revival, Heavy Machinery, blah, blah, blah. And we're going to get a championship match at TLC between New Day and Revival for, I don't know, 997 times? 98, I think. All right. Well, does that does this one count as ninety eight? Well, yeah, I think this one coming up is nine hundred ninety eight. Okay. Um, two great teams. I agree. You know, but yeah, I don't need to see them for the nine hundred ninety eighth time. <laughs> Lacey Evans has a match against the local. Sasha comes out. Sasha backs down. Bailey comes out. Uh, this is one that I'm actually stealing from the English professor. I did watch it, but he just kept reminding me, reminding me, Sasha does not back down. This is bad storytelling. Why would Sasha, the legit boss, the blueprint, the leader of the SmackDown women's division, why did she back down to Lacey Evans? She, Sasha goes balls to the wall. Yeah, yeah, that that is kind of weird. Like you said, I didn't see it, but... Um... But yeah, you would think that Sasha wouldn't be in the boss and all. Is she backing up and letting Bailey take the reins for a little while since she is the champ? Um, is this slowly going to build to them separating again? Who knows? But um, I can't get behind Lacey moving towards the face column as well. Um, I liked Lacey when she first came on the scene, when she'd just walk out real quick and walk right back to the back again. I hated that. Uh, I you did that. hate that, but I, but I was behind her still. Um, I got behind her and Becky until they buried her, and uh, but now you know she's moving into the face column. I I could see that going somewhere. Uh, Zig against Roman, and if anything, this was old school, mid south, uh, I don't know type of wrestling. Because Roman got covered. Well, first of all, he got handcuffed, and then he got covered in dog food to end the show. Which yeah, I text the English professor at the same like they crossed in the mail. We put effing awesome to end the show, and I normally do not say that about main event shows at all. But to have him covered in dog food with this old school thing, it was good. It was an old school feel. Uh, you and the English professor, that's your thing. Um, I laughed. I did see it this morning, uh, right before we started recording. And uh, I still wanted him to spear the dog mascot. I was I... waiting for the dog mascot to get speared. But yeah, I did hear they're going to have a TLC match between each other. Um, I don't think anything's going to be hanging above the ring. I think they're just going to be using tables, ladders, and chairs. Oh, my. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, remember when it was TLC and stairs? Remember that one year, a couple years, like five yeah. or six years ago? Um, but, yeah, anyway, so is that the only match right now that's announced for TLC? I think, I think Bray against Miz has officially been announced, and then AJ against Randy. Okay. So, yeah. You know, with, without Brock on the card, you know, I guess this will take the place as one of the main events, uh, Roman and Corbin. You know, people are starting to get behind Roman again since he's come back, and everybody loves to hate Corbin, so this could be a good way to get uh, some people behind Roman. Yeah, uh, 
And I don't know if I'm going to watch it, because let me tell you what we're going to do. All right, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, well, maybe I have to look at my schedule, because I think I told the English professor one thing, and then I didn't. Yeah, no. All right, we're not going to wrap it up, because I'll let you say your, your goodbye, because I have another segment that I have to do. And see, I've even forgot. Uh, notes. <laughs> notes. So, all right, uh, do your shtick, and... Uh, We'll be in touch next week about something I want to ask you. All right. Well, yeah. I'm the. Uh, I almost said I'm the English professor. Oh God. Oh my I God. So, I know you. Uh, Jesus. I'm IRS. I'm Soup. I'm Nathan. Uh, have a good holiday. Uh, get ready. The end of the year, you'll be getting your W twos here in January next year. You know, get ready. Tax returns are coming. It's almost that time of year. Hey, this is Lou Marconi, and you're listening to Can Crushers. And we're back. Uh, some house cleaning notes that I need to take up. As I, I could have ended with Nate, but I need to tell you guys about a little story that took place actually when we were down in WrestleCade last weekend. Uh, you heard us talking about the issues we had with Great Muda. Well, that's actually because of something that's called Moodagate. All right, let me tell you this, because our friend Tracy Myers, that is the creator of WrestleCade, uh, finally opened up about what happened. Guys, and I want you guys to know this. This, this, is, this is bad business for wrestling. Bad business. But Tracy Myers took care of it, and did right. Last year, Mikey Duger uh, wanted to bring the great Muda to WrestleCade. He, he, he's been bugging Tracy all about this, and he's like, hey, 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 let's bring him. So they finally announced that uh, the great Muda was going to be there on January 28th. You know, run it all the way through that it is now November Okay, November right after Thanksgiving, and Muda costs to bring him and bring him and bring him. Um, Mikey Duger, again, I, he he owns a, a federation and everything, guys. And you go to Tracy Myers's Facebook page; it's all on there. This is you know, this is not me saying this. I am just kind of roundabout telling you because it's it's long. Okay, so it comes to Saturday at, well, it's Friday night, and we find out that Mikey and his team do not have the money to pay for Muda, and they are now not sponsoring him. Tracy gets a phone call from Sonny Ono saying, without this money, Muda is going to sit in his hotel. So Tracy, in the middle of the night, after the super card, uh, after the showcase of champions, has to scramble to find this money to get things happening. And we're talking five figures, you know, not $5.50. We're talking an amount of money. Um, overall, in, in the excess of like $15,000 is what Tracy had to take out of his bank to pay Muda to get him down for FanFest. Uh, there was always something off about what was going on. At first, he wasn't showing up. And then, you know, you heard from the VIPs that got back about, you know, 
there wasn't much going on. His costume wasn't there. He didn't have pictures. All of a sudden, we got pictures that were signed by him. There was always just something going on with Muda, and we didn't know what it was. What well, was Tracy deflecting an asshole promoter that didn't step up when he was asked to, when he set all this up, that's my words now. Tracy did not say this. I did. Um, now Tracy is, you know, in debt to Muda. He, he paid him, but now Tracy is now $15,000, you know, short of pocket. The cool thing is wrestling fans care and love about people that help support the business. Tracy Myers is one of those people that help and support the business. Um, people are now sending Tracy money, saying, here, let's pay for Mudagate as what's going on. Guys, look this up. This is this is unbelievable. Tracy takes care of his people from WrestleCade. His whole team uh, was unbelievable when we were down there to make you know, first of all, there's Southern Hospitality, and then there's Southern Hospitality with Wrestling Hospitality, besides a few people on top of it. Again, I will continue to push WrestleCade, um, because it's ran by this my, this man, Tracy Myers, and I can't wait to, uh, when things settle down, have him on the show to talk about a lot. But look up Moodagate um, and see... What's going on? Because it, it's unbelievable what Tracy had to do to get Muda to come out of the hotel. Next thing up to wrap up the show before I get into our shtick is what in the hell is going on with ACH? Uh, he's gone from WWE because the t-shirt of Jordan Miles and calling it all crazy. And we touched on that. And now he's going back to other places and just yesterday there he tweets i hate pro wrestling i hate you shitty fans that think you know it all more importantly i hate snakes in the industry none of you all would never say anything about me to me you all can go screw yourselves i'm canceling my shows and i'm quitting pro wrestling listen that that's straight from his twitter from his tweets he's tweeting this um there's more wrong. Um, I I hope we don't read something down the line uh, in a, mo a couple months or so if he actually is quitting wrestling about something going wrong with ACH. Um, I know wrestling can be a, a dirty business. Uh, you heard the stories from anybody and everybody from long ago. You could hear some from even indie stars now about what's going on. But... Uh, I think there's bigger issues uh, to be fried with ACH slash Jordan Miles. Um, guys, I'm going to ask you to uh, just keep them in your thoughts because I, I think there's there's something going on. But, all right, it, it's been a long show. We covered IWC. We touched on all this stuff. Next Saturday, December 18th in Clearfield, Pennsylvania, I will be making my second in-ring uh, announcing job for Code Red Wrestling and Asylum Pro Wrestling. And it's a benefit show for the Yorns family. Guys, you can still get tickets. Come to the door and get tickets. It's called A Christmas for Our Own, A Benefit 
for the Orange. Again, Code Red Wrestling Asylum Pro Wrestling. Saturday, December 14th, showtime at 7 o'clock. Clearfield County Fairgrounds Expo number one. And maybe we'll find out some more matches later on this week. But, uh... Yeah, uh, come support them as you can go back uh, a few shows ago and listen to Cyril who stepped up and come on and told us all about it. So that's the big thing that we're doing now. Um, And then after that, guys, it is the holidays. We might not have a spotlight or two because it's Christmas and New Year's. Uh, we're, We're thinking about at the talk to the rest of the ragtag team if we're going to throw out a show um the sunday right after christmas uh we'll we'll talk about all this you know sometimes we fly by the seat of our pants especially around holidays when uh we take a break because we are very family oriented so uh everything i said in the beginning of the show completely mean it uh we're a family if you want to call us a family business uh you know whatever um it's what it is. Guys, again, continue to email us at cancrusher69 at gmail.com. Keep blowing up the Facebooks and the Twitter and the Instagram. We have another tournament in the hopper, and I'll tell you, it's going to be starting um, after the first of the year. Let's get through the holidays so uh, I don't have to live on Twitter well, on Facebook for the whole holiday season. So after the first of the year, we have a tournament coming uh, sponsored by the English Professor. So look out. Uh, a little bit of a long show. I want to apologize. But again, thank you, fans. Head over to our website. Website was a rough word right now. Uh, com backslash cancrushers. You'll get all our stuff there. You can be able to listen to the shows um, prior. You'll be able to see what we're doing. Just uh, a lot of cool things. A lot of cool pictures will be going up there. You can see all the pictures that we take. Um, pretty much solidifying that we will be going to big event in March. Uh, once I talk to the guys later on today. And, yeah, uh, just keep loving life and really let's reach out and make this Can Crusher Nation a true nation and you're welcome on the show. Just reach out to me. But remember, just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's called a garbage can, not a garbage cannot. See you guys Wednesday. (laughs) 